All right, we are live and worldwide. Um, I've been all over the place the last couple of days, and now I'm in Sharon, Mass, trying to build seven hours of uh, interviews and engagement with Oscar Mike Radio. And I'm at my Marine Corps League uh, Marine Corps Ball with the First Lieutenant Brian Phillips, uh, Metro South Detachment 115, and I'm here with one of the OGs of the detachment, Mr. Kaufman. Welcome to Oscar Mike Radio. Thank you very much, Travis. Pleasure being here. It's it's great to be here. Um, there, there's so much going on this time of year. It, it's kind of like nice that the Marines get to have their uh, party along with Veterans Day. What do you like being? Why do you like being a part of the Marine Corps detachment? As you probably know, I am a, a Vietnam veteran, and uh, when I first got home, I didn't do a lot in relation to. Uh, different service organizations and over the course of time one thing led to another and I got to the point where I said I'm missing out I'm missing out on so back in 2010 I was or actually 2009 I was exposed to a group of uh, young men and women ages 8 to 18 who were the young Marines based out of Plymouth Mass and I got really excited and was uh, actually uh, temporarily a, assigned as a uh, staff member. One thing led to another. Uh, the direct, the commander of that organization was a um, veteran, Coast Guard veteran, and he put me in touch with uh, a gentleman in uh, Taunton, Mass, who uh, uh, ta told me about the uh, Marine Corps League. And I... Um, Quickly joined and quickly got involved not only in the league but um, in with the young Marines. Now the the reason why I, I did all this was because I also was able to uh, work for the VA a short period of time, and no greater chore is there to work for a veteran in the Veterans Administration for our veterans. So this I applied this also to um, working in uh, in the. Uh, Marine Corps League. We met gentlemen from Korea, Korean War, gentlemen from the Second World War, men and women from Afghanistan, up and down the game, all, all young and old. And we all have the same understanding of this brotherhood, uh, not, not only the Marine Corps League, but more importantly and bigger, of being a Marine. And as you, as you could see, if you were looking around here, all ages band together to celebrate the 244th birthday and um, I am really really pleased to be here we uh, are um, a fellow member and also the father of the uh, marine that this uh, detachment is named after and his wife are here and have come to all our uh, all our birthday balls and it's just enjoyable sitting down and talking to a fellow marine knowing what you went through I went through maybe 25 years 30 right, years right, apart right. but the same kind of thing. No, it's really amazing how you know we come together not only for the monthly meetings, some of them are hard for me to get to, but still when we have a ritual or a community event or we're out at grocery stores trying to raise money, how the people respond to the Marine Corps League, it just feels special like I haven't really left the Marine Corps. Does that, does that make sense to you? It does. It does make a stream because the, the thing is there's no such thing as an ex-Marine right. and we don't really use former. Uh, we, we like to say retired or veteran marine or whatever, but, but that's the case. And, uh, and you pointed out, we 
we do a rituals for, for for Marines who have passed. We go to their wakes, do a little rich, nice little ritual. We we have uh, uh, Marines who ride bicycles and actually do the escort. We do uh, honor salutes with. Um, uh, M1 Garands at, at the funeral sites. Uh, we do all of this, and obviously at no cost to any Marine and any. And we have set up an ar uh, arrangements with with different um, funeral parlors around the, the area. That if they get someone who's a Marine, they give us a call, and we're right there. Once the once the family says yes, they want us involved. We go. 100% whole hard into taking our responsibility seriously and burying a fellow Marine. It's, it's really a special time to be able to do that. And for and for any Marine out there that's thinking about joining the Marine Corps League, coming out of the Marine Corps, I just feel like you connect not only to the Brotherhood, but also to the community. I, I wouldn't have gotten to meet people in Sharon and Randolph and Bridgewater if I hadn't joined. Whereas a lot of the VFWs and vets and American Legion are towns we said that this covers an entire area. We go outside the South Shore. We do. We go anywhere we're asked to go. And uh, you, you're absolutely correct that we have uh, bumped into people left and right whenever we go into uh, town for any reasons. And it's nice to get to know them. And if you were to go around this room tonight to the, I don't know, 18, 20 Marines that are here, maybe 25, you would probably come up with 20, 25 different towns. Right, right. I mean, we are in Sharon because of one uh, commander's, uh, commandant's uh, hometown, and this facility is beautiful, and we, we can't uh, express our appreciation oh, yeah. to the town of Sharon. Sharon for Sharon is this, you know. this is fantastic. We have the Lafayette Club that's been doing our, our, our dinners for the last five or six years, and I can tell you uh, uh, it's outstanding. Uh, what he puts on the table for you, you cannot. Not even you could finish that. I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. And uh, they are generous and they're fine, and, and, and we couldn't ask more for them. And uh, I'm sorry, I just had to tell you because I saw Paul. Great job as usual, Paul. Come here, come here, come here, come here. Come here. Thank you so much for having us here. And we're doing a plug for you because what you do for us, I know not only is it what you do on a daily basis, but you do it from the heart for Thank you. the stuff. We appreciate you need it. Oh, they've taken the table. All right, we're going to stop for a minute. Yeah, we'll be right back. And I'm back with the Commandant, right? Yes, sir. Commandant. Of uh, the First Lieutenant Brian McPhillips Marine Corps League, Detachment 1115, Metro South. That is a mouthful. But but more importantly, things like this keep our traditions alive after we get out, right? Sure does. It's the brotherhood. You know, the, the basically the, the glue that, that binds us all together is Marine Corps boot camp, I think. I think pretty much everyone agrees who's been a Marine. It's the, the challenges. The, both the mental and physical challenges uh, that go beyond what any other boot camp does, Army, Air Force, Navy, or Coast Guard. Uh, Marine Corps challenges you probably beyond what you believe you can actually uh, perform or what you can, what you can actually do. So I think that's what makes Marines uh, feel that special unity is that, that, that core thing that happens in Marine Corps boot camp where you challenge you don't think you can do what they're telling you you can do, but then you find that you can do much more than you ever thought you could do. Absolutely. And, and that's what it's all about. And just to back up a little bit, folks, this is uh, 
John McGrath, um, I'm the Patrick Commandant, kind of the president of our association, of our league, and he leads us through uh, his term, term, his tenure to engage the community with other Marines. It's just an honor to be talking to you tonight. And I, I've really enjoyed my time in the, in the Marine Corps League, and which kind of got me to my question I really want to ask you tonight. In all this age of social media and groups on Instagram, you know, the Marine Corps League still has a place in what a, a, a veteran like us should be involved with, do you think, right? Absolutely. The Marine Corps League offers an opportunity, and I think, unfortunately a lot of the, the, the younger veterans of the Marine Corps who are coming home from wartime experiences especially, um, aren't really aware of how much there is available for them socially outside of social media right. that you can actually have face-to-face -face contact and conversations with people who have been through what you've been through. And whether they were World War II, which you know we have members who were World War II, uh, Korea, Vietnam, Desert Storm, Afghanistan, Iraq, all of these people have had similar experiences and they're available right at our detachment to talk to you and understand some of the things you might be going through. And I think the difference, Matt, and beyond social media is that face-to-face -face contact. There's no substitute for that experience. There just isn't. Well, one of the things that, that people ask about is the rituals and going to the funerals. And I have to tell you personally, I, I'm you know, getting this. I can't do it as much as I'd like to because of other commitments and, and I work in Boston. But all that aside, when I get a chance to do the ritual, I really understand looking in that person's face, that, that parent or that family member who we're at a funeral at, what we mean to them. And, and there's no, it's hard to quantify. Well, that's it, Travis. I, I, I've said this before, and sometimes I say it at the meetings to, to try to inspire some of the other detachment members to, to come out and be part of the ritual. Because uh, there have been days, literally, where we do a motorcycle escort, as you know, down yeah. to the uh, Bourne National Cemetery, where it's been 23 degrees. And our chaplain, Roger, who's as tough as nails, will call me and say, uh, can I get you to come out on the motorcycle? And I'm thinking, I hate the cold to begin with. You know, I get hypothermic when it goes under 60 degrees. Oh and I'm thinking about getting on my motorcycle and traveling, you know, 40, 45 miles or, or, or further down on the highway, doing 60 miles an hour when it's 23 degrees. And uh, I can't, and I'll tell you, I'm not very eager to do that. But when I do, and I've done it many times, and arrive down there at the National Cemetery, my hands literally sometimes feeling that they're frozen, colder than you can imagine. And then we get out there and we do our rifle salute and the family comes over and they say thank you. And it is so passionate, so, so filled, so heartfelt, so filled with emotion that they are so appreciative of what we do that it always makes it well worth it. So it's a, it's a very special thing we do. So I don't want to get us kicked out. Last question, then I'll wrap this up. Uh, your son was here tonight. Yes. As the youngest Marine, you were a Marine, you served in the Air Force. What's it like to see him growing into his Marine Corps career? Well, he is a, a different generation. And I, and I noticed, you know, he came, he came home from Afghanistan. Um, I, I, I mentioned to him coming to one of our detachment meetings and maybe talking to some of the other members who had served in combat. I didn't serve in combat. So there is a difference. And, uh, and, I, and I wanted him to be able to share any experiences that he might have or any, or any uh, troubles he might have with, uh, with, with what he had to experience. Uh, but he, foregoed, he, he, he was foregoing that and basically saying, I, I'm fine, I'm, I'm okay. So he's a very quiet guy. 
I've invited him to our detachment, yet he seems to be of this new generation where they, they keep in touch with his friends, the Marines, fellow Marines on social media. So little by little, though, as you saw tonight, he's showing up now and coming here and seeing the benefit of being among his fellow Marines, that it's different from social media. So I think it shows that, it shows that once you once you expose them to this type of situation, this environment, and having uh, having personal contact with other people who have similar experience, it's extremely valuable. And I think he's seen that little by little. He's uh, he's just finished his business degree. Oh wow! He's uh, already been uh, offered a job by Wells Fargo, nice. in a very very nice position. So he's doing extremely well and has adjusted perfectly to coming home. And he's extremely proud of and again attributes a lot of his success to the United States Marine Corps. Awesome, awesome. Well, we are going to get kicked out of here in like two minutes. Yes, we are. Anything up, but I want to thank you for your time. Thank you, Pleasure Travis. to be here, and I can tell you that um, it's always a privilege, I feel, to be involved when I get a chance to. So uh, I just uh, thank you again for talking to me tonight. Happy 244th. You'll see this on Oscar Mike Radio. We're locked through lunch. Thank you very much. Thanks, Travis. Saving the very best for last. And ladies and gentlemen, I've waited a very long time for this. I had to earn it. Yes, you did. I had to earn it, but I'm, I'm glad. Hey, puppy. Uh, oh, I'm also, uh, sorry, I'm also touch. I'm so touch. I'm pleased to welcome one of the most awesomest WMs I know. Oops, I'm old school. So am I. Okay, okay. Well, are you really that awesome? Because I got the ones I serve with. They're going to get mad at me. Anyway, you're an awesome WM. You served your country, and now you're serving veterans as the veteran service officer for the town of Raynham. Yes. I'm calm. I'm doing fantastic so far. You're batting a thousand. I'm batting a thousand, and you're here with me. And I and I had to earn it because when I first started Oscar Mike Radio, I I, I needed to get my 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 wings, so to speak, and I, I I would make mistakes every now and then. I still do, but not as bad as some others. So. You know, we started uh, talking about coming on the podcast, and, you know, I was on your radio show a couple times, and, you know, it's always interesting to get that female veteran, female Marine perspective on things. And I'm, I'm just curious, what does being part of the Marine Corps League mean for you when, when it's not a bad thing, it's just the way it is, you're like the only female here. How do you relate to us? So when I first was stationed in Okinawa, there were 52 people in my work section, 51 guys and me. So it sort of doesn't feel any different than it did while I was on active duty. Um, I joked earlier because I was going around fixing everybody's EGAs or making sure that they're all set. So I feel like I'm mother hen sometimes to the, to the gang. Um, but earlier today, I was interviewed um, on Channel 10. Oh, nice. So, and they spoke with me and Carol Freitas. She is oh, yeah. the new VSO down in Westport. And they spoke to both of us about the Women Marines Association. So. Oh, yeah. Tell me about that. Um, well, let me finish the okay. sentence first. So, being able to be um, highlighted about not only being female veterans, but also female veteran organization was amazing today because um, every Veterans Day, most of the time when people see me with a group of other veterans, they thank all the guys and forget about us. And that's not right. That's not right. So just 
like being able to today be showcased and be able to do the things that we do on a daily basis has been amazing. Being part of the Marine Corps League is just a continuation so that we are able to go ahead and continue the mission. In our detachment, we continue the mission and the legacy of Brian McPhillips. Absolutely. For my Women Marines Association, we just established a brand new chapter here in the Commonwealth, um, MA3, which is the Captain Jennifer J. Harris detachment. That's right. Um, Captain Harris, she was shot down on February 7, 2007. She's a Swampscott native and a graduate of the Naval Academy. The Women Marines Association is an organization that helps with the betterment of women Marines, um, past, present, and also now we've opened it up to FMF chaplain, corpsman, oh. and chaplain's assistants. So you have this going, and you're also, I'm going to tell you, she's the, one of the captains of the Redis Archery Veterans Team, and we're just kicking all kinds of tail over the place. That's amazing. But I really, you know, got to know you through your work as a veteran service officer for the Commonwealth. You know, talked to several of your, your colleagues, talked to Secretary Urena. What has that been like, being able to serve all veterans um, in, your, in your town? Um, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to. Um, the reason I decided to become a VSO is because I know how difficult it was for me to navigate the system. Yeah of learning how to file a VA claim, how to get my disability and my compensation, how to file for voc rehab to go to college, um, and just different things like that. And then also watching survivors, um, surviving spouses or dependents get the benefits that they deserve in the passing of their loved ones. And so just being able to um, understand the struggle that I've gone through I wanted to be able to be that voice and help other people go through it without it being a big issue. It's like a it maze. It's like a maze. And, and some, some people I know, including myself sometimes, I'm like, it's, it's not even worth trying because I'm, it's just overwhelming. And, and, and I have to really try to break it down into small pieces to get through it. And it, it can be daunting. Um, one of the big things about it is we have such a large support system. So we also have people who are at both the JFK building and down at Providence that we can reach out to that help us. Plus, we reach out to all of our fellow VSOs. Um, as you said already, the Commonwealth is like awesome because we're mandated by Mass General Law to have a VSO in every community. Right. So if I need to pick up the phone and ask somebody to help in Taunton or in North Adams, there's somebody there who will be there to help a veteran. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, so you brought a friend tonight. Yes. Can, can you introduce him or her? I can introduce her. Come here, oh, Robin. Wow. Come here. Come here. Come here. Oh, yeah. So. I don't know if you can is, see. Oh, yeah. You can see, you can see her. I'm, I'm almost positive of it. Um, this is Service Dog Rabbit. Rabbit is from the Service Dog Project out of Ipswich, Massachusetts. And she's a mobility stability dog. Um, her name is from the Winnie the Pooh litter. There are 10 of them from her litter, so all 10 of them are named after Winnie the Pooh characters. Um, so she has been amazing. I was matched with her last month. 
And so we're just going through and she's very lovable. Oh, I'm not so touch. I'm sorry. You're absolutely sweet and adorable. Um, what's it like being able to have access to uh, a service animal like this? Well, well, I, I just, uh, people don't... Un I didn't mean, I wasn't, I'm oh. sorry. Oh, no, 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 no problem. Um, I, I guess one of the things that uh, a lot of people take for granted is there's so many emotional support animals, and we, we've talked about that, you and I, but, you know, for the people that really need them and, and use them for their proper purpose, it, it's, it's a game changer. I know Marines that have told me their, their dogs have changed their lives. So... Most people watching your podcast would know this. Um, I was involved in a very bad car accident um, earlier in the year, and it affected my service-connected disabilities immensely. And I wasn't going to apply for a service dog, and then all of a sudden I decided to. And in doing so, I put in for the mobility stability dog. She has made like huge strides for me to go from ordering food online to now going grocery shopping or walking through Walmart. That's amazing. So That's she's great. She helps with walking stairs, um, getting up and down. So, and I have nothing but to do is to walk on. Awesome, awesome. So I, I just think it's amazing that, that we're the only branch, maybe in the world, maybe the French Foreign Legion does it too, but I think we're the only ones that make a point to celebrate our birthday and come together at least once a year. And I just think it's great to do this under the under the, the umbrella of a Marine Corps League. You know, what do we say to people who are on the fence about joining? Join. Just join. Um, well, well, so I'm pretty sure that there was a certain person who, like, kept bugging another certain person to join no, I, would, I wouldn't know who this person is. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have any idea. Being able to have that bond with other Marines, no matter whether it's for 10, 15 minutes a week, whether it be at just a detachment meeting that we have once a month or the occasional popping up and doing an honor guard service that our, our detachment does, just being able to be with like-minded people has been amazing and just being knowing that we're here we're marines helping marines absolutely and not only do we help marines but we help their surviving families we help keep the legacy of other marines going and again with our detachment it's very important that we keep the legacy of brian mcphillips alive absolutely absolutely it's always a, an honor a privilege to, to talk to his parents and have them here at our ball it, it really makes the whole thing uh, come together so i just um, it, it's, it's just a privilege it's a it's a 24-hour privilege you don't really leave the marine corps never you can leave the marines but the marines never leave you absolutely absolutely well we are still on the move i mean you're probably, you know, working tomorrow, even though you're not working. So we are the grand marshals for the city of Boston's Veterans Day Parade. Nice. Um, so we will be doing that, and then on Tuesday, of course, we have the Semper Fi luncheon. Absolutely, absolutely. So I will be there. Well, we are locked through lunch. West Hawk speak for we are on the move. We're on the move. It's been a pleasure talking to my fellow Marines here at the 244th Marine Corps. Ball, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of free balling there, but you know, I, I, my my Brian McPhillips family is 
very important to me. They mean a lot to me. And yes, like any sister, she can be annoying as and, and and really get on your nerves. But at the end of the day, you just you just love them. You just gotta love them. So Michaela, I, I can't believe I had to wait like three, almost four years to make this happen. You just made my weekend. So I'm very proud of you and the strides that you've taken, considering the very first time was, dude, you have to come on my podcast because I need more women to watch. Did you have to be so like detailed about what the deal was? Yes. Yes, I do. You could have left that out. No. Because I'm explaining okay. like the strides that you made, and I appreciate that, and I... I'm so grateful that you asked me as a Marine and a veteran service officer to come on and not, hey, yes, I need a female or whatever. So not, not my best moment, but I learned. I learned. Exactly. So, you know, I can't be, I can't be, you're, you're a good coach. So, and again, thank you so much for the several times that you've come on the radio show. And maybe we can do a dual thing. Let's, of get, let's make that happen. Now, so you're back on the radio show. Let's close that down with that now. Tell people about your, your radio show that you do because that's a cool thing to watch and see. So on Tuesday, Days on AM 1530, and I don't know what the FM no, dial it's number w, is. No, it's AM 1530 WVBF. WVBF. And it's also on the FM dial oh, it now. Is. Yes, we're, we're a broad range now on FM dial. Oh, I know um, nice. So every Tuesday from 12 to 1, we're on the air with Ask Your Veterans Agent. Ask a vet. It's myself, Jason Cox from Middleborough, and Will Jason Corey Cox. from Halifax Lakeville. Another Marine. And so what we do is we have different shows dealing about veterans, veterans organizations, or things that are important to us. And, um, yeah, we do a Facebook Live with it. Oh, that's awesome. And... Yeah, if you have questions about, you know, veterans benefits in the Commonwealth, you can get on that show, type your message in, and one of those three will will answer you right there or tell you what to do. So she's very good at that. I have to admit, though, I will not be on the air on Tuesday because I will be at the Semper Fi luncheon. So every other week is fine. Every other time. Well, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I, I I don't want to hold these people up, but it's been fantastic having you on. Good seeing you. Um, just enjoying life and attacking stuff. Thank you so much. Semper Fi. Semper Fi. All right. That's a